Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. Hold on, I've frozen. <laughs> right, I've unfrozen. Yay. Oh, technology. So welcome to another episode of the Warrior Woman podcast. Today I have the very lovely Hayley, your health angel, Thompson with me. And I met Hayley through a mutual friend, um, Hazel McBride, I believe it was, had messaged me saying, hi, can we have a wee chat about some stuff that we've got going on online? And Hayley was brought along. I can't remember if you, want, if you were invited. Like, I can't remember how that part happened, but you came along. And when you meet somebody, you just go, oh, my God, I totally get where they're coming from. I love the angle of their outlook in life and what it is that they're they are presenting to other people and how they're showing up and I've followed you ever since and kind of stalked you a little bit I stalk a lot of people in social media I would seem <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> Hayley welcome how are you today Hello, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on I'm great. thank you so much <laughs> so why don't you not tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do Right, so I'm Hayley, um, as Jenna said, your health angel, um, and I've not always been your health angel, so I started um, I, I started your health angel up probably about two years ago, and it was following my own journey, so, and the thing was, I always thought that um, I kind of lived a healthy life and, and, and whatever else, but probably about... Um, eight months before my 40th birthday because it's a big 4-0, isn't it? Yeah. To make changes in your life. And it's when you, I think that's probably the point. Um, I know you're, you, you're kind of close to it, Jen. I'm, you can, I'm on the countdown. Next February. You, you're on the countdown? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was at that stage, and, I, and I, I don't know if it's when you get to that stage that you kind of reflect back and you think, oh, my goodness, do I want to be where I want to be? Am I happy with every aspect of my life? And you start looking at all those things. Yeah. Now, for me at the time, um, you know, my kind of body image and, and my, I had really bad body image. Um, and I felt I, I was never comfortable with myself. Um, I wouldn't have thought that I wasn't healthy. But no matter what I did, you know, whatever I ate and exercise that I'd done and whatever else um, I was just never happy with myself um, and I thought you know what I don't actually want to reach 40 and be at the point where I'm still hating my body still constantly you know going through the you know gym routines and whatever else to see if I can have this what I thought was a perfect kind of body yeah um and I thought well you know something needs to change because I don't really want to be like this I've got two young kids I want to be about for them you know lots of energy and whatever else but also I've got a daughter and I thought I want to be a really good role model a good female role model uh you know I've never in front of her anyway said you know oh mommy doesn't like this about herself or whatever else yeah I want to be really really positive so that's when my journey kind of started. Um, I was, uh, and, and I just started again. I thought, you know what, I'll do it again. I'll go through the exercise and, and whatever else. And as with everybody, they get to a point where the exercise, they, they, they see changes in the body, but then it stops. And that's when usually everybody gives the gym up between yep. that six weeks. Um, and I thought, do you know what, I'm not going to give up because... 40 is looming and I need to get myself, I need to get out of this. Surely I can't live the rest of my life feeling like this. Um, and that's when I started looking at, um, what if I looked at what I ate? Because at the moment what I'm doing is I'm eating what I'm thinking is healthy. Sorry, what society is telling us is healthy. Yeah. Is my special K, my brown bread sandwich, my pasta with, uh, you know, tomato-based sauce, because that's low in fat, you know, everything more yep. Uh, and I thought that mustn't be right I'm gonna you know let, let me look into it so I started reading and the more I started reading and researching I just got more and more um more and more interested in the whole world of actually what healthy eating actually was and it has isn't what um society is telling us is healthy uh, you know I got so I got so into it that I ended up taking an online course on nutritional therapy yeah. And 
absolutely loved it. So mm-hmm. I had my full-time job. I was working in financial services at the time. And at night time when the kids went to bed, I did my online course. And oh my goodness, Jen, it just opened my eyes. Yeah. It opened my eyes to the fact that actually we all need to re-educate ourselves, maybe find our own way because what the schools give out, what the government gives out, what I suppose adverts and everything else is not the only way. And to be honest, a lot of what they do tell us is inaccurate. It's it's not it's not right, it's not correct. And it was only when I started putting everything that I learned into practice did I see changes in myself and how I felt. And it wasn't only just, you know, it's not as, I suppose, as vain as just saying, oh, yeah, I started losing inches, you know, because for me, it's not all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great if you want to fit into your kind of skinny jeans. But for me, it was all about knowing that you were feeding yourself inside properly, you were getting that energy, and you were feeling great because you were actually feeding yourself great. Yeah. I remember a point, Jen, when I felt like that, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I feel absolutely amazing about myself and that wasn't difficult and I want everybody to be able to feel that way and to know that actually this isn't difficult and it shouldn't be a struggle and it shouldn't be about diets and it shouldn't be about and that's when I started Your Health Angel because I felt I had a message yeah Yeah. Um, and I suppose the the rest is history because I've been on uh, in the kind of promoting healthy eating and trying to re-educate people and try to inspire them to kind of just even just make that simple change yeah well your instagram feed is definitely inspirational like all the meals you make they all look really straightforward to follow like nothing but you sometimes you'll follow some people's social like social media feeds and yeah. you look at them and you think oh my god that looks amazing but it looks too hard work yeah. uh-huh. your stuff all looks amazing but it all looks totally achievable and especially because you're a mum of two you need yeah. to, you need yeah. to be able to fit that time in oh and that was a big thing as well because i thought if I think about the way I cook, and a lot of people probably do the same, that if they're maybe not comfortable, I've always been comfortable in the kitchen, but I'm thinking if somebody's not comfortable in the kitchen and they even re- read a recipe, and you'll probably be the same if you read a recipe and they've got hundreds of you know ingredients and about yeah. 10 steps and how to do it, and you're just like, no wonder people get put off. Yeah. So that was one of my you know big things. I want to be able to get out really, really simple and healthy recipes that get people back into the kitchen, cooking from scratch, and as easy as using just five ingredients. And that is enough to make a really healthy, really simple meal, but it's blooming tasty as well. Yeah, um, you've got a recipe book for that, haven't you? I do, I do. I've got an ebook, and that was one of the first things I'd done when I'd come out, Jen, yep. was to write my, uh, to write the recipe book. It's, um, it's, it's an ebook. It's called Recipe High Five, because the whole concept is that I can show you how to make a really, really simple meal using just five ingredients, and I'll break it down into five really easy-to-follow steps. Yeah. And that's all it takes. That's amazing. And, and it is, and you, you, I, I've even had family members coming to me think, saying, do you know what? I was actually really sceptical when you told us about the recipe book, but now that we've tried it, we're thinking, oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's from all kind of different meals, you know, it's not just salads or whatever else, you know. I could even break it down to a lot of takeaways out there, you know, whether it's Chinese or Indian. And, and I think any food yep. can be broken down and made easy. Totally, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I want to come back to a couple of points that you said. The first one being about the information that goes out. Obviously, I'm quite sceptical about things that information that's gone out and a lot of the information is based around money being made. It's not based around our health. Do you have any other thoughts or opinions around that? Oh, you know, and it drives me mad because when we, I suppose everything that we hear is either from the news, from the tabloids, and like you say, a lot of the kind of research that is done that proves that, you know, that actually coconut oil is actually bad for you, is mm-hmm. sponsored by, you know, a company that makes canola oil or, yeah. you know, it's sponsored by these big pharma companies, and it's them that have put out these research studies with, uh, you know, doctors that are probably being paid to tell you what, what's what. But the thing is, we take that, you know, the public take that as, you know, knowledge. And it actually really, really does my head in. But the thing is, I think if you are willing to make a change to your health and you're really, really interested in it, you'll do your own research. And that's always what I would ever say to anybody is that, and even with me, anything that I put out, 
I mean, I, you know, do a, a lot of research and, and before I put out what I put out, but if you do follow me, Val, and, you know, take my word as gospel, I would urge you to go and find your research as well because, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, I think every great teacher I've ever had has said, don't believe me, take what I say with interest, but then go and find your own information to, to understand why I'm saying what I'm saying and decide for yourself whether or not, whether you not you believe it. And I think anybody who is confident in what they're saying doesn't need people to to believe every word that they say. Yeah. If that if that makes sense. Like yeah. it's like I have this message and this is based on my research and this is what I found. Take that and if you love it, brilliant, but always do a bit of your own research to back it up so that you fully understand where I'm coming from yeah. in case I've mis- misunderstood it. Because we're all human and oh, it could absolutely. be yeah, you've read yeah. something and just totally misunderstood the interpretation of it and it's like, oh, right, okay, cool. <laughs> but the thing is, I suppose things change as well. New research comes out and new there's new findings. And, and like you say, it could just be that something that I've picked up or read, I've maybe kind of misunderstood, but maybe there's been more up-to-date research to, you know, totally counteract what I've said. And yeah. I welcome people to come to my page and say, Hayley, actually, you've maybe got that wrong. There's new research that suggests, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And sort of, oh, and it opens that. good conversations and opens good um, discussions yeah. and debates about things, about what is good and what's not. Because obviously there's been a lot of discussion on social media recently about this um, cancer research campaign and the obesity is one, is the second sort of most preventable thing to help stop cancer from yep. developing is dealing with obesity and that has caused some very heated debates and heartfelt conversations coming out around that that campaign yeah yeah that's right I, I, and, and I've seen kind of a few posts um about that what are your kind of thoughts about it <sighs> <I'm>, oh. <laughs> I don't I personally don't think that they are attacking people who are obese. It's that it's the same as the smoking campaign. They're highlighting a thing that you're doing is causing a problem here. It's not you are a smoker or you are fat. It's by doing this action that causes this outcome, that's what it is that's going to do it. And I think some people have maybe misunderstood it or yeah. it's just not been made clear enough in the actual wording of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think for me as well, I think it just um, proves as well, and I know they've got the link to kind of obesity, but it just proves as well that a lot of it is lifestyle related. And and that's all it comes down to, isn't it? Because if you are obese, the likelihood of it being a a medical condition is very, very slim. Mm -hmm. And the the likelihood is that it's lifestyle related. Um, and um, you know, and I know there's a lot of debates about you know, you know, cancer and, and whatever else. And but I hugely believe that it's it can be hugely lifestyle related as well. Your lifestyle can trigger off that that kind of cancer gene inside you. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, every there's some research that will suggest that everybody has cancer somewhere within their body and it's just whether or not your actions trigger it to make it a problem yes um which that make you know that makes sense when there's so many toxins in the air like pollutants and then the chemicals that we use for cleaning and stuff like that your your whole environment it's not just the food that goes in it's everything round about but if you're then eating food that has that's processed and it has things that are in large volumes toxic and yeah okay there might be a really really small amount like when they look at aspartame and things like that they're in really really small doses they don't cause any harm but then if you look at how many foods on the supermarket shelf have that in it you're not taking really really small doses you are unknowingly taking huge doses or higher than what would be safe yeah yeah so can't then making your own food from scratch the way that you encourage is going to help minimise that. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and it is, I suppose it's kind of taken out you know a lot of that processed um, processed foods that, to be honest, it does just just doesn't nourish your body. I mean, that's a big yeah. kind of message that I put out that it's all about nourishing your body and thinking about well, actually, does that meal 
provide me with the vitamins, minerals, essential nutrients to actually nourish my body and give my body what it needs to actually function. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people think that way. They just think, is that going to fill me up? Is that going to fill my belly? And yeah, yeah so many foods will. So, you know, so many people, oh, I'm really hungry. I'm just going to quickly grab a packet of crisps or grab a... And you think, well, that isn't really going to... That's not going to fill you, fill you up. It's not what your body needs. Your body, when you're hungry, your body is crying out for those vitamins and the minerals and, and those yeah. nutrients. So... Yeah, because I've, I've had my colonoscopy last week and for the three days before it, you're not allowed to eat any fibre. So it was like, and I'm because I'm vegetarian, that took meat out of the equation. So I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to eat. So I ate, I was eating toast because on their list of things that I could eat, it was like toast, fizzy juice. Yeah. Oh you could God. have um, fruitless jam. I was like, that's just jelly. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was just really simple things. And see, for the two days, I was mooching around the cupboards constantly. I'm like, that. I need something, I need something, I need something. But it was because I wasn't being nourished. Yes. The, the food, I was eating bits of bread with butter on it and I'm like, there is no, there's no nutrients in this. This is why I'm still looking for food. And I wasn't hungry, yeah. but I was craving things. And it has, and that's your body sending that signal. But people, if they don't know that and they don't recognise that, they just keep eating, thinking, oh, I'm still hungry and nothing can fill me up. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, you'll find that difficult because if you're in a, you know, a low fibre or no fibre diet, you know, I suppose it's, it's the fibre that fills us up, isn't it? Yeah. So you'll know, that, that, you know how difficult that can be. But I suppose um, for a lot of people that eat a lot of highly processed foods that I suppose maybe contain not a lot of fibre, then that's the tendency, isn't it? They keep yeah. eating, keep eating, but they don't feel full. Yeah. And I suppose where that's where they get overeating. Yeah, can, can. I can, yeah, I could see why it would be how it would be easy for that sort of thing to happen. Um, is another thing that you mentioned when you were talking about your journey was that when you started eating healthily, it was like a like kind of light bulb moment for you, and you started to feel really good. Yeah. Did you notice a change in sort of like your mental health, like your attitude and happiness versus kind of I don't think don't know if you've ever like suffered depression or anxiety or low moods or anything like that. But did you find that? that had an impact it, I, it was a huge impact the biggest things that I could that you know the biggest difference were things like you know throughout the day and I suppose a normal person would be able to relate where you maybe get to that 11 o'clock and you need that cup of tea and something because you, you need something just to get you through yep. to lunchtime but I felt that I've always kind of suffered like brain fog so I always kind of feel foggy not very clear in the head um, and also just so tired in the typical afternoon slump in yep. the afternoon where at that kind of half to three o'clock I mean I used to look at the time and give myself come on let it be three o'clock so that I can go and get my cup of tea with a bit of you know sugar rush so that it can just get me through the day yeah um, and the thing is even though it kind of gives you a wee boost it doesn't kind of clear your head yeah so the first time I you know kind of thought was when kind of stopped having my kind of afternoon tea and it was when that three o'clock went kind of came and went uh, and I was at work I was still in um, I was I was still in an office job then yep um, and that's when I noticed it because I looked at the time and I'm thinking oh my goodness it's like past three o'clock and I've not been <laughs> when is it going to be three o'clock I'm going to have my cup of tea and my chocolate or biscuit or whatever else yep but the other thing was coming home at night that I was driving home I mean okay and I so remember the point because it was a sunny day and I know sunny days make you happier anyway. Yeah. I had the music playing. I was full of energy and I just felt really happy. And I yeah. just felt, and I thought, you know, one of those moments that you could probably, I could have probably just jumped on top of the car and went, yay! <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, my goodness, I'm feeling like this every single day coming back from work. You know, is that yeah. normal? And actually, that is the normal. Is yeah, it should other, be normal. Yeah. Uh, it's what I was feeling before kind of wasn't normal. So yeah. felt a huge difference. But yeah, mainly with uh, my energy levels and my brain fog and the afternoon slumps and things like that. Yep. Did you mean, find that it helped you deal with stress a bit better as well? Like, were you did. a particularly stressful person? 
I absolutely did. I had a really stressful day because I, uh, when I worked in the office, I was up in Stirling. Yeah. So I would wake up in the morning and I'd make sure I'd get myself up because my new routine would be, I'd get myself up at half past five to get my workout done because I thought I need exercise in, in my life. I need it. I think everybody does, you know, and everybody should yeah. have some form of, and I'm not saying, you know, you need to be hard at it at the gym for an hour's end. But all I did, I mean, the only exercise I ever do is 25 minutes of um, of a workout five days a week. And, yeah. and that's all I do. So I wake up at half past five in the morning and then um, I get the kids up. I then had to drop off at um, the Childminders, the Breakfast Club, and then drive the hour and a, you know, 20 minutes that it took because of the traffic up to Stirling. Yeah. I'd always be sneaking into work late. So, I think I'm fine. You don't work late anymore. <laughs> exactly. I, can, I still kind of go. I'm late. So I don't late. Um, and I'd have my full day. I would really, I would take, you know, 20 minutes for lunch because I was trying to catch up on my time. Yeah. Sneak from the office early as well because I had to get battle through the traffic again to do the reverse pickup or yeah. after school care, childminder, home, dinner, and, and whatever else. Yeah. And that was so that's really stressful that is such you know when I think about um when I used to do that and the anxiety that I used to feel driving into work thinking oh my goodness oh my goodness it's 10 past nine now I'm already late but you know knowing I'm sneaking in late yeah. I was really bad about it and even though I was still sneaking in late I just felt more in control of the day and I don't know if it was because I had this clarity in my head and this energy that I knew that even though I was going in late, that whatever work that I had ahead of me, I had the focus to actually just nail it yeah. and be absolutely fine with it and come away thinking, do you know what? That's my day. I've done it. And I've still got plenty of energy need to come back, get the kids, give them dinner, the homework and, and whatever else. Yeah. It's so different. So, so you Yeah. So you've started a new programme called the Diet Disruptor. Yes, yeah, that's right. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I can. And the reason why that came about was because a lot of my followers that had bought my recipe book had started having some of the recipes. Yeah. And from that, they were saying, um, do you know what? I've kind of lost a bit of weight from that. What can I eat? Or what kind of sequence of meals can I eat during the week that can then let me help me lose more weight? Because... I want to eat healthy and I thought and I thought about it and I thought, well actually there is a way, there is a method, this you know, the method, the way that I would do it, but I would never give anybody a meal plan because I believe that we're all so different. Mm-hmm. So what might work for me during the week might not work for somebody else. Yeah. I, I to me it's really, really important for an individual to identify what it is that works for them. Yeah. And that's what it was. So I came up with diet disruptor. And I will call it a diet. I mean, I call it a diet disruptor. I call it a diet, but it's not really a diet. But I felt like with everybody that are just into diets and everything else, I had to have diet in the name to kind of get them in. Yeah. Once they come in, everybody always says, Haley, this isn't a diet. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And all it is, is basically a healthy eating program. Yeah. What I do, though, is I take them through um, the process of identifying a lot of, I suppose, their own habits um, and people don't realise that, you know, maybe what I used to do, your 11 o'clock tea, your, your 3 o'clock tea, some of them can be triggers because every, every time I have a tea, I don't know about you, but every time I have a tea, I've got to have at least something with it. And, and it's breakfast tea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. and herbal tea, not so much, like not at all, but if it's a breakfast, if it's a English breakfast tea, yeah, there's a biscuit or a packet of biscuits with it. <laughs> How weird is that? But it's, it's a breakfast tea or a coffee or, yeah. or something with milk in it because I'm this exactly the same. If I have a herbal tea, I can just quite happily have a herbal. Yeah. But if I go for a breakfast tea, I'm like, hmm, is there a wee biscuit or a bit of cake to go with that? I think it's just that childhood conditioning because, like, when you were little, that was the done thing, but then we didn't eat as many biscuits back then as we probably do now. Do now, exactly. And it's not just one biscuit, you know, that half a packet. Did <laughs> I really go through that? You've yeah. been stealing so, my biscuits. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> so the programme takes them through that, kind of identifying your habits, because a big thing is, I think, is breaking your... your um, knowing where your habits are, but just kind of breaking that and just kind of changing your mindset. Uh, you know, the, the programme then also takes them through... I suppose it's kind of... I mean, I use the word 
I talk about it as kind of like a detox, but you're, it's basically taking away everything that your body really doesn't need from stimulants to sugar, anything that doesn't serve your body well. Yeah. And I always find at that stage, that's where a lot of my members kind of go, oh, wow, I didn't need coffee. I don't actually need my two biscuits at night with my, you know, before I go to bed um, and, and whatever else. But after that, it's really all about just eating real foods, nourishing your body, but also just finding out and identifying what it is that suits you as a suits you I suppose diet wise and uh, as um, as a person because um and it's not just with unhealthy foods. I mean a lot of so many of my members would go through and I would say to them, you know, I could tell you to lamble in the face that I love broccoli and it's healthy for me, but for some broccoli isn't because they can't digest it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's knowing that. So um a big part of the programme as well is um it's disrupting the norm and that's why I wanted to call it a diet disruptor because we're disrupting all the I suppose the big um health companies out there. No, sorry, the weight kind of loss companies out there that all yep. rely on calorie counting. Yep. And you're all about points and sins and, and whatever else. Yeah. And um and I just don't believe it works. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. Yeah, because if how I mean, how many people you know go? Oh, I'm going to Scottish Slimmers or Slimming World or Weight Watchers or whatever because it worked. It really worked for me the last time, and I'm like, oh my goodness, yes. But it didn't because you've ended up back to where you were before or bigger. So that that means it didn't work. It yeah. might have worked in the sense of yeah, you lost weight, but then you regained it all. So you've not been educated in the healthy lifestyle and how to maintain something that you enjoy. Yes, for the for your life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, and it's having that balance as well because, um, and I don't know if you get it, um, Jen, but you know when I'm with family or friends and when you tell them what you do, if they see you, you know, even just you know choosing maybe or sitting down and having cake, they go, oh, I'm going to take a photo of you and post it. On your food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you get that, or you'll get if you're out in a group, people will be like wait for you to order first to see what they're allowed to order yeah. so if you order chips they're all right to order chips and I'm like do you know what I don't actually care what you order order your own food I'm concentrating on mine exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you I yeah. don't, don't make you you know and it's, it's having the balance you know sometimes I'll go out and I'll order chips but other times I'm thinking do you know what I don't really want any today but yeah, yeah I get that and it's and it's um, it's funny yeah yeah, but then a lot of that's just about people's own insecurities because they think that what they're doing is bad yeah, I suppose. I yeah. suppose that. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But I even think that labelling of kind of oh, what you're doing is bad, or I'm going to have some naughty. That instantly gives it that you know. Yeah. It gives it a negative association. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And then if you feel guilty when you're eating it, that guilt's going to raise your stress levels, which means that even if you were eating something nutritious, your body can't absorb it the same way as it would. A- absolutely. Yeah. If absolutely. you were going. I can't wait to eat this because I love it and it's so nutritious. Exactly. And yeah. you know, that, that's one of the stages of my plan where you, you know, I get my members to actually practice balance. So I'll actually say to them, if you're going out at the weekend and if you're going to go and have, stop off for a coffee or whatever else, and if you're going to choose, you know, choose a cake, just choose it and choose the blooming one you want. Don't choose the, you know, carrot cake or lemon drizzle because it's got some fruit in the heading and you think it's going to be healthier, but you yeah. still feel bad about eating it. Go out, have it, bloody enjoy it, but just make sure that you, you know your next meal is nourishing your body. Yeah, and yeah. Don't, you know, and there's no guilt attached to it at all. Yeah, I think I don't know if it, how what it's like for men, but I know for women, like when you see all the adverts on TV and all the marketing, and it, there is a lot of guilt associated around cakes and sweets and stuff like that for yeah. people that need to be on diets, like some of them. Some of the diet clubs, they associate more points to one thing than they do another, or they call it a sin or a yeah. free food and stuff like that, which is just reaffirming that that positive and negative about food rather than just thinking, oh, food is food. This one will nourish you more than this one. Yeah. Don't feel guilty about it because yeah, yeah. if it's what you truly, your heart truly desires, follow the heart rather than guilt and greed and oh, anxiety. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so with you with that one because 
that's the best way to view food, I would say, is that it either nourishes your body or it doesn't nourish your body. And see some things that you want to still enjoy and it doesn't nourish your body, have it. You yep. know, just don't have it every single day, you know, three times a day. Aye. It's and, like McDonald's for breakfast, lunch and dinner is not a good move. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. No. Just because they serve breakfast, lunch and dinner doesn't mean you need to eat <laughs> there for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Exactly, exactly. So if you had somebody who was really felt like they were in a bad place with their diet and wanted to start implementing change, what would be the first piece of advice that you would give them to do? I always have, um, I always say you can get the basics right. And if somebody is really, is in a really kind of bad way with their health and they want to get started, but the thought of where they want to get to is probably like an absolute huge mountain to climb. Yeah. You know, I would say, well, just focus on the first three steps and focus on getting the basics right. And the first basic that I always say to everybody is make sure you're drinking enough water. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so many people don't drink. drink enough water. I know. And I would say, and I would say to so many people, oh, well, are you drinking enough water? And they go, well, that's really boring. Can you give me another tip? And I'm saying, do you know what? It might be boring. You might hear people saying it, but it is probably one of the most important, um, you know, kind of health changes that you could make. And if all you're doing to begin with is um, making sure you drink enough water throughout the day, and um, I would then say, you know, start with a healthy breakfast, Yep. So those are the always the things and just and just leave it at that see if you just make sure you're drinking plenty of water and you start with a healthy breakfast and your rest of your day goes to pot you started haven't you yeah and you start to make a change the likelihood is if you're drinking enough and you're drinking plenty which means that your body you're not going to get confused signals of actually i'm really hungry no you're not you're just thirsty yeah well actually i've got really bad headaches so i need to get this and i need and it's because i need some sugar i need some whatever i need some no it's not it's just because you're thirsty your, your body just needs to be hydrated yeah and as soon as you hydrate yourself probably you'll probably lose the cravings anyway. And then if you start with a healthy breakfast, that healthy start and that healthy breakfast, I always think, sets a really kind of positive tone for the rest of the day. So the likelihood is you want to make healthier choices. Yep. So rather than think about, oh, I need to be, you know, I need to join a gym, I need to, you know, overhaul my diet, I need to cut this, that, and whatever else out is um, that so my third thing is so my one my first one is uh, drinking plenty of water my second one is having a healthy breakfast yep. my third one is just start reducing so yep. if you do eat a lot of crap and a lot of processed foods and whatever else if it's going to be too overwhelming for you because that's all you eat and it probably will your body probably just be in absolute shock to be honest if you just suddenly cut it out yeah just start reducing so if you usually have you know four biscuits with your cup of tea still have your cup of tea but just have two biscuits yeah and you'll find that that reducing kind of helps. So if you have two packets of crisps a day, just go down to one. Or if you have a packet of crisps every day, have it once every other day. Yeah. And, that, and those three things and that reducing and that healthy start creates that kind of momentum. Yep, definitely. definitely. And I think it's easy as well. It just it's, it's, more, it's more manageable. Yeah. It's just taking it, where, meet yourself where you are and take the first step rather than doing the full... Oh, totally. Changing everything because, like you say, your body will go into shock and then yeah. you'll get unwell and stuff like that because all of a sudden things are detoxing and coming up and toxins will be getting released into the body if you start all of a sudden eating tons of healthy foods that it's going, oh my God, and then you'll break out in spots and stuff, tries to escape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking, like I am somebody who does um, intermittent fasting from a health basis because research I've been reading um, shows a lot about when you've got chronic inflammation or suffering from any kind of illness or unwellness um, intermittent fasting could be really good so if somebody else other there's obviously a lot of research out there about it and if somebody was following that and they might be weren't having breakfast until 11 12 o'clock it's still as important for that very first meal whether you're fasting a fasting of a prolonged fast or whatever yeah. to be the healthiest thing that you can have for that first meal. 
So do you know what? Sorry, I'm totally sidetracking, but I'm t- t- so interested in intimacy and fasting because I yeah. know I'm kind of reading more in, I'm, I'm kind of reading more into it, and it kind of interests me. And I unknowingly um, fast myself, yeah. um, and just it's because. I kind of know my body and I know sometimes that my de- digestion just needs a bit of a rest. Mm-hmm. So actually I don't have my breakfast till maybe a bit later in the, in the day and, and and I'm absolutely fine with it. Um, and I would love to learn more about it. So I'll need to catch up with you separately, obviously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Find out about it. How often would you do it then? Uh, as in, I suppose, during the... In a week? In a week. Well, I normally operate with the 816 rule. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm a bit flexible with it. Like if I'm go for dinner at the weekend and I happen to be out a bit later or whatever, I'm not going to be like, oh my God. But quite often, like I've not had any breakfast yet and it's 20 past 12. Yeah. I'll, once we come off this call, I'll then go and have um, a bowl of vegetable soup um, for my first meal of the day. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll do a 24-hour fast. I'll do, every now and again, I'll do a 24-hour fast. As I was listening to a podcast recently that... Because the very first time I tried to do a prolonged fast after I had read about all the health benefits of it, I tried to do a three-day fast as my first out-the-gate fast. Oh. <laughs> I, don't I don't recommend that. I got to, I think, about 51 hours and I felt like I was going mental. And I, was, yeah. I had heartburn and I just I didn't feel good. But more research I've done into it. I was listening to somebody recently, a podcast, and they were saying, you know, start with maybe a 12, like do 12 and 12 and yeah. then maybe go 13, 11, and gradually work like work your way through it. Yeah. If you're going to do 24-hour fasts or anything, I think they recommend if you're doing a three-day fast, you should really do it under medical supervision or under clinical supervision so that yeah. they can that check yeah. um, that you're not, your blood sugars and everything are all stable and that you're still staying well hydrated because obviously hydration is really, really important when you're doing the fasts. Um but yeah, I tend to stick with the 816 because then I can do it every day. But if yeah. I miss one or two days, because the, the research says even if you're only doing it one or two days within a week, you're still going to get health benefits from it. You don't have to do it every single day. Right, okay. Because the, the 5-2 diet, that's two days where you're fasting and then the rest of the days you're just eating as normal. So as normal. it's just about giving your digestive system that rest that it yeah. needs to heal. And for some people who maybe graze all day they've never felt hungry so they don't know what hunger feels like so boredom and stress and anxiety and thirst becomes hunger to them so they just start they just graze all day yeah and so I know I've had a couple of clients that have done it and they they would be like after six hours they'd be going oh my god I'm starving I'm starving and I'm like that you're not starving (laughs) you're not starving Believe me, you are not starving. <laughs> but, oh yeah. my goodness! It was the sixteen uh, method that I'm, I'm, I've, um, I've been kind of reading into. Um, yeah, but like I say, kind of unknownly, kind of do it. Uh, yeah, you know, you know myself. So yeah, um, I think that sort of thing is finding what fits for your lifestyle. So because I work from home, eight sixteen works really well for me because I can get up, I'll do some work, potter about, and then I'll have my first meal. But if I was out and about, it can be a wee bit more challenging because if I'm out teaching classes and stuff like that it might be two or three o'clock in the afternoon before I go home so it's yeah. like right, I need to remember and take something with me like a juice a green juice or something like that so I've got yeah. something while I'm out to do exactly. it but yeah. again it's like your diet disruption stuff it's working out what fits for you and what and fits what for your lifestyle yeah, yeah. yeah that's right and and even talking about I suppose kind of going back a wee bit when we were talking about um just with new research and new things that come out because you you know when I when I first came out I always say to people as soon as you get up make sure you have a breakfast because you know that revs up your metabolism blah 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 and then when new research comes out and you say well because some of my, my clients and members would go but I'm actually not really that hungry in the morning yeah and I say oh no but you need to eat you need to eat and actually the message now I give out is well actually you don't then yeah if you're not hungry if you don't want to eat till a wee bit later that's absolutely fine because that's just what suits that's just what suits your body. Yeah. Um, and um, I found a lot of clients of them. Um, one of the biggest things I found on um, diet disruptor is that I still get people coming to me and saying, oh, am I allowed to have this or, or can I do this? Or, and, and I don't think they like my answer when I, come, when I go back to them and just say, well, does that suit you? <laughs> what and do you go, think? I just go, oh, what do you think? Does that? And they go, 
I just want to be told that. What, what, you know, what can I eat and when can I eat it? And am I allowed this? And, am I, and it's kind of, well, there's a part of the programme that is pretty strict because that's about just um, uh, eliminating things mm-hmm. from your body. And that's probably the, 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 the week that I would say, yeah, okay, there are maybe rules involved. But after that, there is, the rules are yours. And the rules are yours to, uh, I suppose, identify and for you to do a bit of research and actually just do a bit of learning about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because we are all different. How important do you think the education side around nutrition is for people based on your the clients that you've been working with? Oh, I think it's been huge. And that has been one of the, uh, you, you know, that's kind of been a lot of the feedback that, you know, a lot of people that have come on the programme have been on Weight Watchers and uh, Slimming World and things like that. And what has been missing is that education piece. So when I'm telling them to do a certain thing and if there are rules involved, I'm telling them why. Uh, and I'm, um, you know, letting them know what the benefits are and actually educating them on why why we're doing kind of certain things. So I think that's hugely important, but I think even just educating yourself on what suits you yourself, you know, learning about yourself is really, really important. That education piece and, you know, learning about what, rather than just following the norm and following, oh, well, you know, my friend ate this diet plan for two weeks and she lost half a stone or whatever else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It might not work for you. So education overall as to what's good, but I think, even just doing your own research and educating yourself and what's uh, and what suits yourself is oh my goodness it's so important and I think it's what then makes a I suppose a diet if you want to call it sustainable for people yeah yeah it's what yes yeah, what works and fits with you oh definitely so that you stick to it and then you maintain those results forever yeah yeah, yeah. and I think as well and I got to that point um, where where you have knowledge and you have understanding, that can sometimes help make your decision on whether you think, actually, is it a good meal for me to eat or not? Yep. Because before you would maybe just eat it based on the fact that, oh, well, that's fine because it looks like it's only uh, you know under 500 calories and it's got no fat because I've got no oils or no this, you know, actually based on real facts that, you know, work for you and um, and not the supposed diet industry facts. Yeah. Something that just popped into my head there was how do you get your kids to eat the healthy foods? Because I know I've got friends that have got kids that are just like, oh, they're a nightmare. And I know as a child, I was a nightmare. I wouldn't eat anything. So it's like, how do you get around that with the kids? Well, I still struggle. And, you know, just like any mum with any, and I'm kind of really, really honest about that. Um, because after my first kind of recipe book, somebody came out and said, oh, you need to do something with kids. You need to do something. How do you get your kids healthy? And I'm thinking, well, I'm still battling with it. So how can I teach somebody else kind of yeah. to do it? I believe you've got to fully embrace it and have at, and, and, and done it. Now, I um, constantly promote the health eating message to my kids um, and largely they eat healthy. Yeah. But as typical kids, they still want, oh, I want, you know, to eat, you know, chocolate and sweeties and, and yeah. whatever else. Uh, and that's absolutely fine. What I do is actually just give them choices. Yep. So um, I would then say, well, you can choose what you can have for your play piece, but it's a, an apple or a banana or grapes. Um, and do you know what? You can have, you know, a wee packet of biscuits or whatever else, mm-hmm. but let's save that to the Friday. Let's save yep. it to Monday or, you know, or whatever day you choose what, you choose what day you want. I mean, I say a Friday because that's the day that they choose. You choose one day during the week where you can have, you know, biscuits or whatever else. And um, and do you know what? That kind of seems to work. Yeah. That seems to work for them. It, does it does kind of still struggle sometimes to get veggies in them? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, we had dinner last night and I had made roast chicken and I'd made chips and vegetables and whatever else. And um need to admit that I overcooked the veggies. I don't usually, you know, but anyway, they were <laughs> away for too long and I'm like, oh no, it's mush now. And uh, my son's like that, mummy, these carrots are really mushy and wobbly. <laughs> the veggies are new, he's used to eating them a wee bit kind of still a bit al dente. Yep. Um, and, I, and I thought, Do you know what, I can't afford, and I could see him kind of trying to chew this kind of mushy pup carrot and I'm like, you know what, just leave it. <laughs> You'll but not force them into it this week. I, 
I won't force them into it. Um, and um, the other thing that I find has also worked, at, uh, you know, that kind of seems to work, is that I just call, you know, I don't ever refer to sweets or chocolates or anything like that as a treat. Right, okay. I don't uh, attach a positive thing attached to it. Yeah. You know, if you, you can have that, because everybody, you hear it all, don't you? That's how we were brought up. Yeah. If you eat, you'll get a treat. If you eat that, if you do that, you'll get a treat. Stop yeah. crying, you'll get a treat. Do yeah. this, you'll get a treat. And the yeah. treat is a chocolate biscuit or a chocolate bar or something like that. So I, I call it what it is, which is, do you want a chocolate or do you want a biscuit or do you want junk? Because that's what it is. It's junk. Yeah. That's what I call it as is. So if, you know, uh, the kids say, oh, can I have a biscuit? I'll say, yep, that's fine. Do you want some junk? And they'll say, yes. And I don't do it all the time. I don't know. I don't do it all the time. I'll sometimes say to them, and is junk healthy for you? And they'll say, no. And is that going to help you grow and be strong? No. Do you still want your biscuit? And do you know what, Jen? Majority of the time, they still say yes. Yeah. But see the odd time that they come back and they've made decision. Actually, I don't because, you know, I think sometimes it's just even that stopping thinking about it. If you still choose to have a biscuit, I won't deny you it. Just, just have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I think for kids it's so important because they think being healthy and strong that's they know that is a, to be a positive thing and they want to grow up to be healthy and strong. Yeah, yeah, and they'll compete to be healthy and strong in class and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. So if you're then helping reaffirm that and reinstill that by this isn't going to help you be healthy and strong, that's that good education. Other than well, here's a wee treat, here's a biscuit. You've you've deserve you deserve it. You've worked hard for it. Yeah, which is yeah. that kind of way that we had. Like I used to have it. We when I was younger, we used to have the Friday treat, and it was a chocolate biscuit on a Friday. Uh huh. Because the rest of the week you were only allowed a plain biscuit, and yeah. it was like this is your treat for the weekend. So I now associate like to me that is just that would be an association with oh I'm going to treat myself. What will I treat myself to? Yeah. A chocolate biscuit. Because exactly. that's just that's just your belief system that you've been brought up brought up in. Uh huh. And it's, yeah. been, it's been absolutely drummed into you. But even as, as a kid, you know, I've got, you know, wee things that I always say to them that, you know, this is what's going to make you healthy. And, and they know, and it's the same for adults. So I will say to them, no, you need to have plenty of water. Um, and you need to, you, you know, eat, you know, they know the concept of kind of healthy eating. Um, and you need to make sure you get plenty of sleep as well. Yeah. Because so many young kids, you know, don't. Um, and... I mean, I'm off at a total digression here, but you know, <laughs> I love them into primary school. So I asked to go into primary schools to talk to them about healthy eating. Yeah. And I talk about those kind of four elements, drinking plenty of water, healthy eating, exercise and sleep. Yeah. You know, and they kind of look as if, oh, and then so many kids that when you ask, well, you know, when do you get to your bed? And they don't, they're not doing any of those of those four at home. Okay, they're maybe doing a wee bit of PE and, and that's it. Yep. And it's so important, especially as children, like you say, to get that drummed into them because what has been drummed into us is just our thoughts and our beliefs. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And if you can help change the way the little ones, is, when you're going into schools, if you can go in and say this, then they may be able to take that home to their parents who might just not know. They might think that what they're doing is the right thing. When they go home and they say, this lady was in school today and she was saying X, Y, Z, and I want to have a banana from a play piece or whatever, then the parents will be like re-educating as well. So you're getting to re-educate from the ground up. It's not always just parents going down to the children. Exactly. And I think the other thing is it sometimes helps when it's somebody else coming in to tell you rather than your parents or your teacher kind of constantly saying to you. Yeah, because they'll be like, oh, what's this teacher on about now? But if it's actually somebody that the school have brought in externally, then straight away, you're the expert, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's valid information that you're bringing into them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And I think it's it's such such a kind of big piece um, you know, educating children and the whole kind of health eating, and I don't think they do enough. I think, I think they're better at schools now than what we were when we were younger. Yeah. Um, but they still could be better. We could still equip them much better, um, kind of education wise, on, on health eating. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, when Jamie Oliver did his big campaigns, what was that, about 10 years ago? Yeah. 10 or more years ago? Yeah. yeah. That 
opens people's eyes because they, they send their kids to school thinking that they're getting a meal. Yeah. Not knowing what it is that they're being given. Turkey Twizzlers are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd never heard of Turkey Twizzlers until Jamie Oliver brought them into, into the limelight. <laughs> they're now famous. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. Exactly, I love it. Oh, I could talk to you all day about this stuff. I can't believe how long we've been on this call already. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I've just looked at the time, I know, I can just so, forever. So flown in. So just to finish up, if you could give the listeners one piece of advice, something that they could just change today, what would that be? Oh, one piece of advice. I, you know, I would just say, you know, just the thing I would just say is just start today you know whatever day that you're listening to this podcast yeah you don't have to wait till it's Monday you don't have to wait till oh, the first of the month you don't have to wait till oh well, I'll actually start two weeks before I have that big birthday party yeah start now and just start with the really simple kind of three things that I mentioned earlier yep. which make sure you're drinking plenty of water start with a healthy breakfast and start reducing and see out of those three things even if you only do the one yeah started yes starting is the most important part oh absolutely just make a start because as soon as you do then you'll want to make another start and that then that momentum then builds yep definitely so Ailey I would just like to thank you so much for the positive message that you put out onto social media um your ongoing journey and it is inspirational all the all your photos all the the words that you put with those photos when you show your family and you're showing it as part of your life and that it is something that you can do whether you're a single person by yourself or whether you're a mum with kids or a dad with kids depending who you are who's listening so I just want to thank you so much and in my eyes you are truly a warrior woman Fighting, oh, thank you. fighting oh. your battle of health with your health angel <laughs> you are true angel so thank you so oh, so, listen, much thanks so much for that having me i've absolutely loved chatting to you i have as well like honestly we could do this all day but i don't know that people listen to podcasts for a whole day <laughs> 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 right so thank you so much